It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson. Are you ready to get real, break through, and learn how to make your midlife the best time of your life? Take on those life challenges and turn them into opportunities? Let's rock. Here's Dr. Ellen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in. And if it's your first time, welcome. We have an awesome show today. We're going to be talking about how to move from stress to rest and maximize the healing power of sleep and touch. Two of my favorite healing modalities. They are absolutely free and they are powerful. First, we're going to talk a lot about sleep because many women, myself included, struggle with getting a good night of rest. And this can be due to hormonal changes that accompany perimenopause, like night sweats and anxiety and stress that is so common at midlife. All of those things like worrying about teens and parents and hurricanes and our bank account and our health can really keep us up at night. And sleep deprivation can erode your well-being and contribute to health problems, including weight loss, weight gain, mood changes, accidents, and high blood pressure. It can also weaken your immunity. And personally, when I don't get a good night's sleep, I just feel grouchy and crappy and the world just doesn't look very bright. So we're going to be talking to Dr. Wei Shin Lai, and she is creator of this amazing product called the Sleep Phones. And we'll get into that in a few minutes. And we're also talking with Hilary Russo, who is a certified integrative nutrition health coach and certified Havening Techniques practitioner. So if you're wondering what the heck is Havening, you want to Havening. stay tuned to that. Havening, thank you. <laughs> and we're going to share tips and techniques to help you get that recommended seven to nine hours of sleep and discussing how to be kind to your mind. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit um, about sleep myself. I have always struggled with sleep. I'm not sure if that's just my personality. I envy my fiance. He is like a rock. He shuts his eyes and he is totally out. Um, he's a great sleeper. I like to say sleep's kind of like the new sex at midlife. It's great to have a partner <laughs> who sleeps well. But I've been reading this awesome book. If you're watching it on a um, on a video, it's called Why We Sleep, Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams. It's by Matthew Walker. And it is, um, it's an amazing book. I am... It's fascinating. I'm a, I'm a science geek and it's one of the best science books I have ever read. I had no idea about the difference between NREM and REM sleep. So non-rapid eye movement sleep and rapid eye movement sleep and that we cycle through both in varying amounts. The non-REM sleep kind of like clears our brain out and then the REM sleep kind of reconnects it. And so you have to kind of see where am I missing my sleep because we do more of the NREM earlier in our sleep cycle and we do more of the REM later. And he talks about things like whales don't have REM sleep because in REM sleep, you're paralyzed. So they would drown and just how every creature sleeps. It's amazing. Some of the things that he um, shares are two third of adults worldwide do not get the recommended eight hours of nightly sleep, which is just like mind boggling. So if, if you are in that camp, you are not alone. And humans are the only species that deprive themselves of sleep. You know, like my border collie, she's like, she'll run around and then she'll sleep, you know, and I've had cats, they sleep all day. And we're actually as humans, very efficient with our sleep, but we don't get enough. 
And we have very um, differing genetically in our sleep cycles. So some of us are morning birds, others are night owls. He talks about caffeine. You might not be aware of it, but drinking coffee at 6 p.m. is the equivalent of drinking a half a cup of coffee at midnight. It has a half-life of about six hours. Um, Most, um, pretty much all of the sleep pills do not work. In fact, they actually give us this artificial sleep, which is kind of dangerous. Um, Alcohol absolutely doesn't work. It totally knocks out that REM sleep. Um, I personally sometimes use a little melatonin and some herbs, maybe an herbal tea, and I find that helps for me. But a lot of the things that are even prescribed, and I'm sure Dr. Lee Lee will get more into that, Um, And sleep also efficiency decreases with age. So we might need a little more, more time in bed as we get older. Um, And sleep is not the absence of wakefulness. So it's not like sleep and wakefulness are the opposite. Um, It nourishes the mind and body and is a very active process. It's really involved in all the body's processes, certainly our minds, our memory, our emotional connections, our physiology, um, and it actually is, a, you know, as a dietitian, I've been a dietitian for almost 30 years now. So super interested in the connection between sleep and body weight and dieting. Um, actually, if you, um, you'll feel less full and more hungry when you undersleep. So when we sleep, our body actually resets the appetite control mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You'll eat on average 300 calories more in, in a day and gain about 10 to 15 pounds in a year. So with my clients, a lot of times I'm like, let's not even focus on what you're eating. Let's focus on, are you sleeping right? And you actually have sweet cravings of increased by about 40%. So big issue. I think part of that is you think you're tired. So it's like you reach for that cup of tea and the Snickers bar in the afternoon. Um, and I'm, I'm here to say small naps are great. I've been doing that more, giving myself permission to just like 10, 15 minutes feels so incredibly good. Um, lack of sleep also increases gastrointestinal problems because it increases cortisol, which is your stress hormone. Um, and that gets bad, bad bacteria can grow out of control in your gut. Um, and also when you're on a diet, less sleep actually equals more lean body mass loss and less fat loss. So if you're not getting as much sleep, you're actually losing more of your lean mass, which you don't want. Um, and, uh, in addition, studies show that sleeping more makes you more physically attractive. So you're hotter and healthier. So really it's such a great thing. And what I've been doing besides reading this great book, really working on my sleep hygiene. So making sure that I go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time. One of the things I'm really working on, which is super hard for me is eating early in the day. I love eating late at night, not like late night, midnight snacking, but like dinner at like 7.30, eight o'clock. And I'm trying to do that intermittent fasting and be done earlier. Also taking more magnesium, which has been super helpful to help my body relax going to buy some blue light glasses. I haven't done that yet, but certainly turning the lights down, making sure that you are also sleeping in an environment that is quiet and dark is super helpful. And of course I have discovered the sleep phones, which we're going to really get into right now with Dr. Lee. 
I'm sorry, Dr. Lei. She was born in Taiwan, arriving in the U.S. at seven years of old while her father was completing a Ph.D. in electrical engineering at the University of Texas. And she graduated from the University of Michigan with a B.S. in cellular molecular biology, intending to study Ebola. Which is so interesting. She continued to study and then she went to the University of Virginia Medical School and then into family medicine. While practicing as a family physician, she struggled with getting back to sleep after talking with her patients. So she would talk to them in the middle of the night and she needed to listen to something meditative, like some meditative music to help her relax. But the headphones weren't doing it. They were bulky and earbuds were uncomfortable. And there were no headphones specifically designed for sleeping on the market. And so she invented... Da, 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 the sleep phone, which I love. They come in colors and they come in a fleecy material and a stretchy material. I've actually been using them on my walks and I might use them here in Vermont. It gets cold. So doubling as a kind of a, um, a uh, earwarmer. Ear, ear warmer, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they work so well that she became an entrepreneur and she decided she had to offer them to all her patients. So her husband soldered them and she sewed the first 500 pieces at their kitchen table Initial feedback was phenomenal. One lady was able to come off her sleeping pills after taking them for a decade. Another saved her marriage because she could finally sleep in the same bed with her snoring husband. Um, and her husband and, her, and she decided to patent their invention and start a real business. And the rest is history. So they completely sold out their first year. I know you've got like tons of people working for you and you're on Amazon and it is an incredible product. I'm totally enjoying mine. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife, Dr. Lay. Thank you. Thank you for the great introduction. And yeah, everything that you said um, regarding the book and all the things that you learned from the book, absolutely true. Totally agree with all of that. And I might have a few pointers here or there too, um, in addition to all of that. Um, so so yeah, let, let's, let's get let's talking. Get absolutely. <laughs> well, let's first of all talk about the health issues. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I started off by saying that two thirds of people aren't getting good quality and quantity sleep. What are some of the health issues associated with poor sleep? A whole variety. Um, you mentioned, you know, feeling uh, happier and healthier and just being um, more vibrant and perhaps more beautiful when you do get enough sleep and, and you know, sleep, beauty, sleep, all of that has to do with our inner beauty as well, right? And so if we do get enough sleep, uh, we probably smile more. We are probably you know, more pleasant to be around and all of that shines through. So that's from a kind of a mental perspective. Uh, from a physical perspective, really like heart attacks, heart, high blood pressure, strokes, all of these things uh, are increased if we don't get enough sleep. Um, so, so yeah, a whole lot of uh, potential bad problems can happen if you don't get enough sleep. And then, you know, functioning at work, our ability to relate to our kids and have patience and um, not get into traffic accidents. Like there's a whole lot of things that really impact how we live um, depending on how well we sleep. And of course, you said two thirds of us don't get enough. Um, in fact, the whole third of us our um, struggle with 
with with what's what's called like sleep problems, you know, official sleep problems every year, a third of us do. Um, and so that's just a lot of people. But of course, uh, whenever I'm presenting the sleep phones to a whole like uh, at a convention or something like that, they're the people who like come up and like, what is this for? I don't understand. Like, why, why do you need, you know, headphones to fall asleep? Those are the people probably like your fiance who just like hit the bed and <laughs> they're just out and they don't need it and they don't understand it. But then we get the flip side. The people who come up are, oh my God, this is life-changing. You know, I've been looking for this all my life. And that's, that's kind of how I felt about it when we invented it. Um, because, you know, I was uh, talking to patients at 3 a.m., talking to the hospital, things like that. And I was really nervous about making sure everything I said was correct, that I'm thinking straight, you know, just kind of going over things in my mind. And it was difficult to get back to sleep. But, you know, when you're on call, that that happens and then you still have to work the next day. Um, and so, you know, I was complaining to my husband about it and he said, well, <laughs> let's make it. <laughs> let's make you some some headphones that you can actually for you to listen to these uh, binaural beats, which are these specialized sounds that can actually help your brain relax faster. Because, you know, that that's my problem is that I'm just kind of an anxious person and perhaps you know, like you, I have trouble sleeping because I, I just keep thinking and thinking, right? <laughs> There's always something new um, that, that I want uh, to try or, or to, to look at and, and learn and things like that. And so, um, so yeah, I needed something that was a little bit more hypnotic, uh, whether it be a, a boring lecture or something like that, that and, and I could listen to it privately in bed, um, and, and that's why we invented sleep phones. And so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know, but having that is such a great tip. I mean, I think some people have trouble falling asleep. I tend to have more trouble waking up around 4 a.m. And I know mm. like you, my brain works really, really fast. And I just, a couple of months ago, I had a breast cancer diagnosis. I'm fine. I'm in remission. It was early, but like during that period of time, I knew how important sleep was. And I, you know, that was a time when I was like, okay, you really got to get your sleep under control as part of your treatment plan. But I would wake up and like go through all my options and worry about everything. Is it going to come back? And, you know, all of these things. And I think listening to, for me, it's, it was meditation, listening to meditation podcasts. So you can focus your mind, turn right. your brain off. How did you know how the biennial, I'm sorry, binaural beats. Binaural beats. I know. So it's two different in different ears, correct? Yeah. How does that exactly. actually help to kind of calm your brain down and help you to shift your focus so you can sleep? Yeah, it, it's kind of a weird neurological effect. Um, so one ear is there are two sounds. They're very very close to each other, right? So um, a, a particular tone might be around four or five hundred. Um, hertz. All right. And if, if one year is getting a slightly higher tone, say 510 hertz versus 490 uh, hertz in another tone, um, that 20 hertz of difference between one year and the other year is so subtle that your brain may not register because it's used to hearing in stereo, right? So your brain, um, you know, listens for the environment and tries to assimilate all of what it's actually hearing and then processes it and then kind of tells 
uh, your, your the frontal lobe. Oh, this is what's going on. And hey, you know, like it's just a train outside or this is the dog barking or, you know, something along those lines. Um, but when you have these two slightly different tones going on and the brain's like, yeah, that's not natural. So I'm going to do something about that. And it actually um, creates kind of a third wave that's around 20 hertz. And that is what kind of tells the rest. It, it, it's kind of a weird phenomenon. And it, and it kind of trains the rest of our brain to oscillate at that number of hertz as well. And so at 20 hertz, we're awake. Okay. Uh, brain waves oscillate at a certain rate and you've probably got some of that in the in the sleep book um and uh and as you go deeper and deeper into sleep the number of hertz go down okay so your brain waves do slow down and they're a little bit wider a little bit shallower and things like that um or, or deeper uh for deep sleep for example uh and and they got k waves and all kinds of crazy things um but anyway the um these waves uh, kind of the, 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 from the auditory, um, centers in our brainstem kind of tell the rest of our brain, okay, well, hey, how about you oscillate at this rate as well? And so that's what tells the rest of our brain. And if we can control the binaural beats, the, the tones that one ear is hearing versus another, we can actually kind of control how fast the brain is going. And so then we can tell the brain, oh, hey, you know, you might want to do two to four hertz, which is deep sleep now, <laughs> you know? And, and so if you're listening to this all night, it can actually kind of take you from a drowsy awake state into deep sleep, perhaps a little bit faster um, and, and get you into that more restful, restorative sleep um, and keep you there for longer. And, and that, I think, Mm -hmm. You can get the beats on. That's a great explanation. Um, I'm going to actually try that and see how I sleep. And you can get the beats on things like YouTube, Spotify, generally. Yes, Where absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just search it's, for that. And our website also has them. Oh, nice. And we actually have an, an app. Uh, my husband is a computer uh, game developer and, you know, com computer genius kind of a guy. And I got he, one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> and he wrote an app um, that that has these binaural beat um, brainwave entrainment kind of things. Um, it actually uses artificial intelligence um, to to learn like what works for people and what doesn't. And, and, and what's that? Them. What is that called? Is that available the app for is your called website? Acoustic, yeah, it's, it's called acoustic, acoustic Sheep. Acoustic Sheep. All right. So that. Acoustic Sheep and your uh, <laughs> your uh, your um, sleep phones. Yeah. Yeah. What so a great phones, idea. <laughs> right sleep phones are the headphones that you listen to right. this stuff with and then you can really listen to anything with sleep phones but we designed this app in addition um because there, there's just so much interesting stuff out there and sometimes it's hard to try it all and so this is kind of a place where we're, we're trying some of these theories about what may help or may not help and you know it's it's powered by ai so we can really learn from what what can actually work yeah. And there's no downside, unlike, you know, sleeping, but just floors. when I was reading the book and the risk, your relative risk of death goes up, the more sleeping pills you take and you don't feel good and you become addicted and you may wake up in the middle of the night and want to go drive your car while you're half asleep. And if it's insane that we have all of these non-pharmaceutical solutions that work, you know, even melatonin, melatonin is a great antioxidant. It has a lot of other benefits. It's inexpensive. 
it's not right for everybody, but I, it does help a lot of people. So what are some other sleep tricks? I know you've got some, this was a great lesser known because I actually hadn't really heard about the biennial, if I, if I met, butchered the pronunciation, biennial beats, <laughs> um, but other things that people can do to help them, you know, get to sleep. And both, both, I think most people have either the, have trouble falling asleep or wake up in the middle of the night. I don't know if there's more, if it's more frequent to have trouble falling asleep or have more trouble waking up in the middle of the night. So two questions, which is more frequent and what do you recommend besides listening to the specific biannual beats to help you either fall asleep initially or get back to sleep? Right, and, and I think, it's, it's one of those very broad things where everybody's got their own reasons why um, they either have trouble sleep, falling asleep or waking up in the middle of the night. Sometimes you wake up and as we um, age, uh, certain things, you know, our bodies don't function as well. We have to go to the bathroom <laughs> you know, and then we, we and then it's hard to get back to sleep or um, we end up. Um, having some ache or pain that kind of wakes up, wakes us up in the middle of the night um, or, you know, excessive worry about uh, a, a potential diagnosis or something like that. And then you wake up and you're doom scrolling, <laughs> right? The, um, there are all kinds of things, reasons, and it depends on the reason uh, what, for what cause uh, the, the sleeplessness um, and, you know, to, to know what, how to approach treating it. Um and so if it's one of those situations where, you know, the, the garbage truck is, is coming around at 4 a.m., you might want to have a white noise machine going all night. Um, or, or if, you know, you've got a sleeping partner who does not want a white noise machine, can't have a fan or whatever it is, but you yourself need something like that, then the sleep phones can provide that kind of ambient sound for you mm -hmm. all night long. Um, if, if it's one of those situations where you just, can't turn your mind off. Um, there are certain things that you can listen to that help. You know, uh, the binaural beats certainly help me. But right now, I'm finding um, <laughs> um, boring accounting lectures because I need to learn more about accounting. <laughs> That's what's helping me now. <laughs> um, so all kinds of different things that you can listen to, um, and then to to kind of calm your mind down. Um, and if, if it's uh, you know, the, the, whatever it is that's um, bothering you, rather than kind of letting it go, um, try to attack it. Try, try mm -hmm. to do something about it. And, and you mentioned, you know, drinking caffeine or, or alcohol and things like that. The caffeine, certainly, I can't drink any caffeine after noon every day because it just doesn't clear fast enough for me to get to sleep. Um, and so caffeine is definitely something to watch. Alcohol, in fact, um, as you had mentioned, there are different drugs uh, and alcohol certainly has a drug-like effect for a lot of people um, that where uh, it suppresses REM sleep um, mm -hmm. and has kind of a, an opposite re reaction sometimes. So when you drink the alcohol, it suppresses certain things, but then um, your body needs to have, th there's always a balance, right? So whenever you suppress one thing, it, it kind of <laughs> comes back the other, swings around the other way. Um, and so as your brain is clearing off the effects of the alcohol, it kind of swings the other way. And so it can wake you up in the middle of the night and prevent you from getting back to sleep sometimes. And so, yeah, it, you know, I think we have to look at 
what caused it in the first place mm-hmm. and to, to know really how to fix it because it's such a multidimensional problem. Yeah, it's so important to talk about it. I think especially at midlife because women who are going through menopause, they're having that decline in estrogen and that contributes to disruptive sleep by causing things like hot flashes and night sweats, anxiety, depression, and that can you know give you trouble falling asleep and then waking up. Something that I recommend doing is filling a water bottle. If you get night sweats, you fill a water bottle up and put a little bit of essential oil that's lemon or some lemon mm-hmm. juice and squirt that on yourself. That is super, super helpful. Having a routine is really great too. So I find if I don't, you know, the other day I went to friends for dinner and then we put up all this food. We have a ginormous garden. So this time of year, we're putting up massive food and we were up to like 11 o'clock putting all this food in our seal and meal because I didn't want it to like go bad. And I was so revved up. So what happens to me is if I don't just read, relax, do some like restorative yoga, turn the lights down, listen to music, those kinds of things. My cortisol level, literally I've seen it go up and then I absolutely can't go to sleep. I'm like ready to like, you know, go out dancing or something, but getting used to a routine and also going to bed at the same time so that your body gets really used to the circadian rhythms. What I found in the book was so interesting as he talks about, there's two reasons that we sleep. He talks about both a, um, the issue with, um, I'm sorry, it was, it was a melatonin, the, the circadian rhythms. And then he talks about the adenosine, which are two totally different pathways. And the adenosine, the way caffeine works is it blocks the um, adenosine uh, receptors. And so it's just so interesting to see and understand how sleep actually works and how it's important. So we have a couple of minutes. I'd love to know from your perspective, why is sleep so important? People are listening like, oh yeah, I'm fine on five hours of sleep. And you know who you are. And I know a lot of people (laughs) feel that way. Why is sleep so incredibly important? Well, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it is very restorative for the the things that build up as we um, as our brain works and works. Uh, there's certain chemicals that build up. And then when you sleep, those things can kind of come back down. Um, and so you need that to happen so that, you know, you can actually die from not sleeping. Um, and then um, I think you had mentioned earlier about uh, weight control and how much we eat um, and how much we crave sugar and things like that. Um, if we don't get enough sleep, and that has to do with hormone uh, hormones that are produced when we sleep um, and uh, hormones that are suppressed when we sleep. And these hormones really kind of drive us uh, the following day um, on you know, uh, what we eat and how we feel and all, all of that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, absolutely. And as far as circadian rhythms go, mm-hmm. there, there are two tricks that I recommend. So, so one is in the morning, um, you do want to wake up at the same time every day uh, or very close to, and as soon as you do make sure you get in front of some sunlight Okay. And if there's no sunlight because it's in the middle of winter or whatever it is, make sure you turn on the lights or, or have a, you know, a, a particular bright light filter or something like that. That's, uh, that's right in front of you. Um, that's shining kind of this bluish, um, light that's, that's suppressing the melatonin and kind of setting you for the day. Okay. Because, um, your eye, the back of your eye actually senses the amount of light coming in. And from that uh, releases or does not release certain 
hormones and brain chemicals that that control uh, how awake we are. Um, and so in the morning, you want to make sure that you get that sunlight and that will kind of set things for the day. Um, and then at night, it's that blue light uh, that really impacts things. Um, and so I think most phones nowadays, thankfully, and, and all computers nowadays have a blue light setting. You can actually go in very easily. I, well, maybe not so easily. <laughs> you know, it's always kind of a thing where you have to fiddle around and make sure you got click everything and do the timers just right. Um, so I have it set from after 7 p.m. at night. Um, you know, my phone, all my computers, every screen in the house has this has the blue light filtered out. And it's on an amber kind of a hue and you can't close shop because you can't tell, you know, what color something is, but you can still, you know, read articles and things like that. Um, but, you know, that that is really helpful because it's automatic. OK, you, you set it and you forget it and it's done and it's 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 really going to help you um, be able to fall asleep a lot easier. And that, those are the fun things that I like is is kind of the automatic easy things that uh that don't require like actual work <laughs> yeah great tips. or, or and willpower can... <laughs> yeah. willpower is really <laughs> difficult right <laughs> yeah willpower really i don't think it exists and and certainly great tips and i love that in the morning mm -hmm. especially as we're getting the days are especially those of us in the northern hemisphere mm -hmm. the days are getting shorter but you can buy those sun lamps i have one mm -hmm. of those that i use first thing in the morning and then i also like i said i'm getting some blue light glasses but it's also good just to turn off your screens an hour before you go to bed. I know the worst thing you can do is check your email and then you get some horrible thing that, that keeps you up at night. So awesome tips. We are going to take a little break and then we are going to come back and talk a little bit more about sleep. And then we're also going to be talking with Hillary Russo, who is a health coach and a certified integrative nutrition specialist. And she's going to be telling us about a technique that is going to help you turn tr trauma into triumph and also something that you can do to get your mindset in a positive, on a, set on positive. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause and trying to find work-life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and wondering how to get your confidence and joy back. You need someone to help you get real, discover who you are, and navigate life. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I'm here to help. I've worked with hundreds of midlife women, went from surviving to thriving at midlife myself, and literally wrote the book on this pivotal time period, Rock Your Midlife, Seven Steps to Transform Yourself and Make Your Next Chapter Your Best Chapter. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, nutritionist, and board-certified health and wellness coach with 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide nutrition consults, life coaching, and free resources to help you transform your body, your mind, your career, and your relationships. Feeling stuck? I can help you figure out how to live authentically with joy, passion, and purpose. Every Wednesday here on Voice America, live from 2 to 3 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I share my passion for making the most of midlife and my expertise on the most pressing midlife issues from changing family relationships, managing stress, and securing enough resources to rediscovering yourself. I also interview experts from around the world to help you navigate your life. For more information, please visit my website, themidlifewhisperer.com, for fabulous resources, including my free gift, 10 Tips to Rock Your Midlife. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. Hope to see you there soon. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Rock Your Midlife with Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Have a question for Dr. Ellen or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you're having as much fun as I am. I love talking about sleep and I'm so into the science geekiness of all of this and learning all of these wonderful techniques. And we're going to keep the conversation going now. We're going to be talking with Hilary Russo, and she is a health coach. Uh, she's a certified integrative nutrition health coach and a certified havening, 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 wait, havening. havening. You had havening. it. Thank You're you. right. I got it. Havening Techniques <laughs> Practitioner. We'll get in that in a moment because I'm dying to know how this works and what it is. And she's called a pioneer in the field by one of the developing doctors of havening. Hillary is one of the first 150 in the US and 500 in the world to be certified to practice the neuroscience-based modality. modality. Hillary is both an award-winning health journalist and award-winning holistic health coach. She can be seen regularly on TV stations across the US for her work as a holistic wellness expert, correspondent, and host. She also hosts the highly recognized Holistically Speaking podcast, Conversations of Trauma to Triumph Through Health, Healing, and Humor. And you can connect with her at HillaryRusso.com. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife, Hillary. So good to have you here. I am so glad to be in this space with both of you ladies. This is amazing. And all of your listeners and watchers, this is amazing. We are rocking the midlife. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Well, I'm glad that you are here because I know you were super interested in talking more about sleep. We're going to mm. get more into that. But before we dig in, I know that you have a question for Dr. Lay. One? I have many. <laughs> but I'll go with one question, Dr. One Lay. question. And talking about all the binaural beats that we were just uh, talking about, I'm curious, what level of sleep state does your the, the sleep phones put you in? Does it put you in the delta wave? It can. It really depends on what you listen to. Um, and so they're, they're basically headphones, you know, mm-hmm. Bluetooth headphones. You can listen to anything that is on your um on your phone, to your Mm -hmm. computer, to even a TV, Uh, really depends on what you listen to. And um, as far as the binaural beats go, it depends on how you alter it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if, if we alter it in to deep sleep, then yes, it should theoretically help you get into deep sleep a little bit faster. And I think 
Um, just based on the science, it works really, really well for about a third of people. Another third of people, it helps somewhat. And then the other third, it, it doesn't really do much. Um, but, you know, it's something to try. It's totally absolutely easy and free and not harmful whatsoever. There's no medication involved, that, you know, <laughs> just something to try. Right. And so that that's kind of what's fun about it. Um, yeah. and, and deep sleep is, is often what's most disturbed. So, so yes, that is recommended. Good to know. And we right. need, we need more deep sleep. We need more Delta waves. Yeah. And we're going to talk <laughs> about how touch can do that. And I have to say, yeah. first of all, that I have been practicing Reiki, which is a kind of healing touch technique that was discovered in Japan by a Japanese gentleman about a hundred years ago. And I've seen profound things, but I have never heard until I met you about havening, uh, havening, havening. <laughs> I'll get that right. One of these days, havening. Um, let's, so let's dig into how yeah. does touch help us heal? Well, I'm going to help you remember why it's called havening, because you want to think okay. about being in a safe place, like your safe haven. That's right. where the term actually came from when the doctors, Dr. Ron and Steve Rudin developed this. They're once an internist, once in a dentist, and they both came up with the havening technique, which is a psychosensory approach that uses the havening touch. So it's almost as if you're washing your hands or sh gently stroking your shoulders down to your elbows or even on your face. Obviously, this is my favorite because it's like giving yourself a massage. But along with that touch, that havening touch, when you pair that with pleasant distractions, which can be singing a song, humming a tune, uh, create a visualization of a wonderful place that you like to visit, those two things together is where the magic happens. And it actually puts your brain in a delta wave state. And that's why I brought that up because we don't normally get in deep sleep state when we're awake, but you're able to do that with havening because what it does is it releases the oxytocin, the serotonin, the dopamine, the GABA, all those happy chemicals and hormones in the brain that you might get from working out or having a really great experience. So when that happens, Havening is what we call CPR for the amygdala, basically. The amygdala loves to go and fight and flight. You were talking about fight or flight before. And if you're able to change the trajectory of things, you can bring about a state of calm rapidly. And that's where the change happens, whether it's everyday upsets from just not being able to sleep to deep-rooted trauma when you're working with a practitioner like myself to help you through those, those things. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the amygdala, it is at the base of your sort of brainstem in the back. Mm -hmm. And it is basically the reptilian part of your brain. It's the, the fight or flight. Mm -hmm. It is what raises cortisol levels. So it looks like what you're doing. You said CPR for the amygdala. It's CPR for the I amygdala. I love that. Yeah. We, we use that term a lot because it really is, you know, the, the amygdala, or we call her Amy. Amy is always in fight or flight. She's she's dodging the saber toothed tiger that was going to kill her and eat her way back when we still deal with that numerous times a day, when, especially when we have between 50 and 75,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are not positive. So we have a we have a responsibility to ourselves to let Amy know it's going to be OK. You're you're you, the worst is over. You're in you're in good hands. And it's really a very nurturing touch. So the difference kind of like with Reiki, Reiki is an energy medicine. Havening is an electrochemical response. So you are basically rewiring your brain and, you know, being kind to your mind, as I say. 
Yeah, and it's similar too. I, I want to get into how you actually do it, but that piece of the soothing touch is actually mm-hmm. something that I teach when I teach mindful self-compassion. It's part of the mindful self-compassion program that was developed by Kristen Neff, where you, you know, see where on your body you can do it even right now if you're not driving, like your cheek is that soothing or uh, you know, both cheeks, your arms, one mm-hmm. hand on your heart. But touch is really important because our body doesn't know the difference between when someone else touches us or when we touch ourselves, we generate oxytocin. So it is mm-hmm. a great way to do that. And to, as you said, we your amygdala wasn't designed to handle the level of fight or flight that we go into on a daily basis. I mean, you can go into fight or flight from a phone call, from an email, from looking at the newspaper. TV is designed, a lot mm-hmm. of TV is designed, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. So when oh. I, especially in this day and age, people, yes. I'm amazed when I walk into somebody's house and they have the wallpaper, like the TV is on 24 seven. I can only imagine what that's doing to sleep. So I know that you can do it on yourself and mm-hmm. you're going to show us how can you demonstrate? I know some of people are watching Absolutely. it, but even if people are listening, can you take us through and I'm going to do yes. it myself. I'm super excited to learn this. Take so us this, through Hillary. Absolutely. It's very, easy. So there's just three different types of touch. And these have been studied as being the, the best areas to actually do the havening touch, which of course releases those chemicals, like we said, and oxytocin being the love hormone, we need touch to survive and to survive well. So it's almost as if you're giving yourself a nice hand massage or just gently touching your hands, like you're washing your hands. We did enough of that during the pandemic, didn't we? <laughs> or from your shoulders down to your elbows, gently with your thumbs on the outside, just gently gracing, you're just stroking your arms or on your face, gently on your, your brow or underneath your eyes and your cheeks, anything that brings you a sense of calm, whatever is comfortable to you. And there's no real choreography to it. If you want to stay on your face, you can, if you want to go between your arms and your hands, I will say that I do this all the time when I'm on the subway, because I'm not a big fan of mass transit. So I will just do it. And I'll just close my eyes every once in a while. And I'll say, I am calm. I am safe. I am present. So if we were to go through this real quick, and I'll just do a very short one. If you just, if we can, can we close our eyes for a second? Do we have the ability to do that? If you're driving, driving. please don't do this. Please pull over (laughs) or just be mindful of this. Watch it later. You can just close your eyes, take some deep breaths, continue the havening. You're going to just continue the havening touch, deep breaths, and then hold for a couple seconds and then breathe out. And then just haven wherever you feel comfortable. And just kind of imagine a really pleasant place that you like to go in your mind, something that just brings you a state of joy. Just think about that place once you have it to mind. It's a calming, quiet place that's just for you. And then you're just going to take a nice walk. We'll just count to 20. And maybe in your mind, you'll think of 20 different things with each number that I mentioned that brings you joy in that space. So if it's in a garden, maybe it's the bench, maybe it's the flowers, maybe it's the birds, and you just do it to yourself. This is something you can do by yourself, self-apply this touch, and you're just going to count to 20. I'll count to 20 for you with each number, and just think of something with each number. One, two, three, feeling calmer, more present, four, five, Six, calmer, deeper, present. Seven, eight, just continue havening. Nine, 10, 11, 
12, 13, feeling calmer, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. And take a deep breath and release. And just open your eyes. And one thing I did not mention prior to starting, which I normally do, is that I'll ask you to think of something that might be bringing you a little bit of an upset. So we didn't do that prior. I might ask you where you were on the scale of zero to 10, feeling an anxiousness, or you know, you might say I was an eight and I was feeling anxious. And where you are now is what matters. So if you were to think about where you are on that scale, where would you be? With zero being the most, uh, zero being the, you're feeling fine, namaste all day, 10 being activated, where are you? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, I have to be a little on because there's a healthy stress too, right? Right. There's a healthy Running stress. A show, but yeah, I would, I definitely felt this like, ah, oh, calm. I mean, I've been doing mm-hmm. a similar technique um, really when I'm driving, not, you know, obviously not mm-hmm. shutting my eyes, but just the breathing, the touching and the quiet. Right. And so what find- this, what this does for you is if you were to, at the beginning of this, if I had said, Think about something that might be bringing you a little bit of upset, maybe something that's causing you a little bit of stress. And if you had said, oh, it's a show, you might have actually, if you if you numbered it then and then number it now, it's very likely your number would be different. Very number, and, and like you said, you're feeling a sense of calm. What about you, doctor? You were doing it as well. Right. Uh, I would say I'm at about a three, two to three mm-hmm. right now. And uh, uh, yeah, I got to do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> what were you feeling before? Were you feeling a little more stressful coming into this before? I would say so. Yeah. Where do you think your um, number was before? Uh, probably like six or seven. Yeah. And where were you before, Ellen? Oh, probably probably a five or a six. And I would say I'm like yeah. a one or two right now. So, it's so that's a great beautiful. Take. And that look yeah. how fast we did that. So like if we were to do that over an extended amount of time, uh, you know, if we were doing with yourself, you know, think about something that might be causing you upset. Just take a pause. The power of the pause is really beautiful. If you just step back and give yourself a moment, I got to do taxes. Okay. I'm going to just... I'm, I'm going to get this done. I am smart. I have the ability to do so because the, the affirmations are really great or just bring your mindset to thinking of the outcome of the taxes being done. And you will find yourself getting into that Delta wave state rather rapidly without needing to actually be asleep. That's the beauty of it is that you're actually finding that Delta wave deep sleep state in a conscious frame of mind. And then you have the calmness and the ability to go on and practice and do whatever you need to do. And it can be used for anything, like I said, for the little upsets, the stresses, the small things in your life, to the anxiety, to depression, to post-traumatic stress. I mean, I work with journalists as a journalist myself. You mentioned that before about watching the news. I was on air during 9-11. I wish I had those kind of tools when I was getting the secondary trauma of dealing with being a journalist during things from 9-11 all the way up into um, the the pandemic, where I still cover those kind of stories. So there is an ability to put your brain in that calming state. And there's also the ability for the deeper rooted upsets and traumas that that come into our lives to work with a practitioner like myself, where we can get to the root of the issues and really bring, bring that sense of calm, that CPR for the amygdala. Yeah, what I love about it, besides that idea of CPR for the amygdala, which is fabulous, is that it's empowering. 
Mm, we can oh, absolutely. do it any time and it's non-pharmaceutical. I mean, there certainly are need for some pharmaceuticals, but I think so often we turn to pharmaceuticals or food or alcohol mm -hmm. or destructive uh, behaviors that actually make the problem worse, not better. We may get a rise in dopamine if we go for that, you know, Chardonnay and, and cheddar or dive under the covers with Lay's and, you know, Netflix, but we aren't dealing with the issue here where, you know, what you're doing is you're empowering yourself to take charge of the situation. And then what can happen is, okay, I feel better. And now that I'm not moving from this place of fear and fight and flight, where I've got these blinders on, I can look at this from a comma perspective, reminding myself that I'm safe. Like, but taxes mm -hmm. is a great example, right? We go into fight and flight and we worry about it and it's scary, but you're safe and you're fine and you, you're smart. You can totally, you, you got this. So that, that was amazing. Well, I want to get into trauma. So yeah. before we talk about how to use um, the havening technique, Havening. To, havening. Oh my God. Remember safe haven. That's the best way to remember okay, it. Look, okay. I, when I go my walk today, I'm going to say this over and over again as I walk my dog this afternoon. But when, so let's just <laughs> talk about what exactly is trauma. For people who are listening, we talk a lot about trauma these days. And there is even this idea out there that, you know, pretty much most of us have experienced some trauma. It's not like you have to have this horrible experience in childhood to experience it. So let's talk about what exactly is trauma. And I think trauma really is a buzzword. We hear the word trauma a lot, right? And there's different kinds of trauma. Like I was just mentioning secondary trauma, you know, secondary trauma happens when you might be watching something on TV and it impacts you in a different way. You know, it, it, it you weren't actually there, you didn't witness it, but it's basically, it's, it's distressing something in your body. It's encoding upset in your body. And there's secondary, there's primary. And what you need to realize is that we all go through these areas of trauma in our lives. And sometimes we might put um, a definition to it, but it's really like, what, what are you feeling? What are you feeling in your body that's putting your brain in that state, that deeply distressing and disturbing experience that might cause you to be activated in a certain way. And when havening, when you use havening for trauma, which we do this, I mean, we, the doctors work and the doctors and a number of our practitioners actually work with combat vets. You know, I work with journalists, uh, first responders, they're dealing with trauma and secondary trauma all the time, but so are everyday people, you know? And the thing that the beauty of this is that it is, it has that ability to, well, well, the scientific term, not to get all nerdy, but I am a total nerd, is depotentiate, which means it's kind of separating the brain, the landscape of what happens. So a perfect example would be as if you were driving along and you got into a fender bender, right? And every time you pass that intersection, what happens to you when you pass that intersection that you had the fender bender? Just share. What do you, what do you think happens? Yeah, you you go into trauma, you get sweaty and nervous and, and mm -hmm. you want to take a different direction. You want the pedal to the metal, you want mm -hmm. out of danger zone, right? Mm -hmm. So for somebody to be a trauma or trauma encoded, it has to have four elements. There has to be an event that took place. There has to be a meaning to it. There has to be a feeling of inescapability and there has to be a landscape to it. And the landscape is if you were to go back through that, that, that actual intersection, you're reliving the landscape of what happened to you at another time. So your brain doesn't know what happened then or now. 
So havening has the ability to be kind of like the jack in the box. I love to use this as the example. Every time you turn the handle on the jack in the box, no matter what country you're in, no matter what language it is, it's the same sound. The pop goes the weasel song. When that pops out, we we kind of pop back. We go back because it's basically the amygdala. It's fight or flight. Get me out of danger. But havening is almost like the wire cutters. It cuts that that little spring that Jack is sitting on so that he, that box still opens. Jack still comes out, but he's not coming out at you like a bat out of hell. He's coming out and you're like, oh, I see you there. OK, I got you. But I can change the narrative on what happened. I don't have to live in the story of what happened. I can change the narrative. And that is the beauty of Havening is that it changes the landscape of the brain. Right, alters so your thoughts. Neuroscience. Correct. So it's it's absolutely neuroplasticity. Absolutely. It's a neuroscience based approach and it alters your thoughts, moods and behaviors and habits. And you were talking about going, you know, I use it a lot with my integrative nutrition clients because they might uh, want to change their dietary needs. I don't I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, but I have doctors that send clients to me and say, look, I, I have a diabetic client. They just found out they're diabetic. They need to change their their foods and their habits. And doctors, as in doctor, you know this, that you don't get a lot of nutritional training in medical school. So they come to me and then I'm like, let's set up a plan. Let's talk about something. And then I'll implement havening into the work that they, they're doing with me because we can change the narrative. You don't have to live in what was causing you the upset to always be an eater. What was causing you the distress that is making you want to drink? What is causing the distress that's making you stay in an unhealthy relationship Havening can help you do that. And you mentioned the word empower before, Ellen. And the thing is, and I, and I love coaches and practitioners that feel this way, I can't empower you. All I can do is give you the tools to help you empower yourself. I don't want that control over you. I can't heal you either. I can give you the tools and share with you how you can heal yourself. In that, you empower yourself and you're more likely to make those choices. And Havening can help you do that. Yeah, that's a great example with the diabetes. What I find mm. in my practice often is that so many people have food trauma. They have mm. been on diet so many times and been told that they have to lose weight. And, you know, there are stories about mothers who put their kids on diets when they were, you know, 12, six years old, 12 years old. I mean, it happens. And so when they come to me, they're like, I can't even like go near, you know, counting calories, thinking about food, all of this, and just sort of how do we de-traumatize food? It's amazing how traumatic it can be dealing with our health, dealing with food, because we've had so many um, fearful issues with it. I mean, trauma is actually formed because we're trying to protect ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. often when we're little kids, we're trying to keep ourselves safe. And so we develop certain behaviors, but then as adults, we need to unravel it. I used a lot of EDMR myself, which helped helped me a lot, but this is a, an awesome technique that I'm, I'm going to start using a little bit more of. I love the idea of combining the soothing touch with the visualization, with the positive affirmations. Um, it's super powerful. So we have a few minutes. Let's talk about what you mean by hugging it out. Uh, what is that and how do you <laughs> sure. do it? So hug it out is basically my program. And basically what I mean by that, it's an acronym too. It means healing, understanding, and gratitude. And if we don't have those three elements for ourselves and the three pillars, which I are, are the, in order for you to believe that there is a change, you have to be aware of the change. And then you move into a state of awareness uh, to allowing, I'm allowing something to change for me. And then it's an, it's actually an alignment. So it's triple A's, but hug it out with the healing, the understanding and the gratitude 
when we get into a, a kerfuffle or an upset with somebody else, you, somebody might say to you, ah, oh, come on, you guys just hug it out, right? Similar to that, we need to do that with ourselves. And it also embraces the element of havening too, because it is a, it is, we call it like you're hugging yourself. You have to self-love. You have to be able to love yourself before you can love anyone else. So you need to hug it out with yourself. You need to be present with yourself. You need to be understanding of yourself. You need to be, have uh, under gratitude for yourself and you need to say it's okay not to be okay. We are so hard on ourselves. We bully ourselves. We have the imposter syndrome. If you take a moment to step back and do more self-love activities, one of which could be havening, that's that's part of something that I use within the Hug It Out program, but it's not only, you're telling yourself I'm worth it. And self-worth is the most awesome. important thing to do in order Just to gotta live an empowering off. life. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you. Time has flown by. I apologize, <laughs> Dr. Lay. We don't have time for you to ask killer question, but we do have time for you to share where people can find your amazing uh, sleep product. Where can people find you? Sleepphones.com. Sleepphones.com. And the app, mm-hmm. your husband's app is? Acoustic Sheep. Acoustic Sheep. Babe. All love right. I babe. love that. And Hillary, again, <laughs> yes. where can people find you? At HillaryRusso.com slash Havening, or I'm on all social media as Hillary Russo at Hillary Russo. Awesome. Well, I had so much fun and learned so much. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and you can reach out to me at themidlifewhisper.com. That's themidlifewhisper.com. Let me know the guests you would like to hear what you thought about today's show and tune in next week because we've got a great show for you. Thanks again. Have a rocking week. Thanks for listening to Rock Your Midlife. We hope this episode has helped you get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. Until we talk again, have a fantastic week and go rock your midlife.